I'm so excited to talk to you about the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. How do we maintain that power in our lives? What do we do to remain empowered for service, empowered to serve the Lord? So Lord, I thank you for this teaching. I pray you'll bless your people mightily today, Lord, through this that your word would become so alive in every heart and every life in the name of Jesus. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. Now let's go together to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse 9 because I want to I clear something here that I think is so important. Every one of us, every one of us has the Holy Spirit. Every believer has the Holy Spirit because you can't be saved without the Holy Spirit living in your life, in your heart. So let's read verse 9 of Romans 8. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Notice he says, in you, not upon you, in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is not of his. So, every believer has the Holy Spirit, whether they are charismatic, whether they are Methodists, Lutherans, Catholic, Baptists. Anyone who is born again is filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in their hearts. Because it says, you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit if so be that the Spirit of God is dwelling in you. When the Lord rose from the dead, he, after that, he, he breathed on his apostles and disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. At that moment, they were born again. But then he said, he said, now tarry in Jerusalem till you be endued with power. In Acts 1.8, we all know the verse, ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit is come upon you, you'll be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the world. So when we talk about the power, we have to understand something. In, in Acts, let's go to the book of Acts, all of us. In Acts chapter 2, the Bible says to us in verse 2, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. It sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, what happened here is, they were baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit. Baptized. Now, in Acts chapter 4, we see something else. We see that the Bible talks about how Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost. In verse 8 of Acts 4, then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said, 
Now, that word filled is a very amazing word because it shows a present tense in filling. A present tense in filling. So, they were baptized in Acts 2, but Peter was filled again in Acts 4. And later, they were filled one more time. Because the Bible says, after they were threatened by the Pharisees, they returned and they prayed. And the Bible says, after they prayed, that God filled them again with the Holy Spirit. In verse 31 of Acts 4, when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They speak the word of God with boldness. How amazing that we see in Ephesians 5.18, we are to be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. It says, be not drunk with wine, what it is excess, be filled. So they were empowered once and filled continually. In other words, they were baptized. They were baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. They were filled in Acts 4. Peter was filled in Acts 4, and then it says they were filled in Acts 4. The entire company that went preaching and ministering. How can we remain in that state of fullness? That's really what I want to talk about. Now, you know, someone says, well, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit 20 years ago. Okay, that's wonderful. But were you filled today? Are you still being filled that God can continue to use you? Every time I I minister, I I literally get filled all over again. I've had it happen to me, I must say, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of times in my lifetime of 50 years as a Christian. I've had many infillings of the Holy Spirit. But I'll never forget that one day in the 70s where the Lord baptized me in in my room in the Holy Spirit. It was two weeks after my salvation, when I asked the Lord to baptize me in the Holy Spirit, I was gloriously, gloriously, it was one of the most moving, emotional experiences of my life. It was a moment I'll never forget when for the first time I spoke in unknown tongues. It was like a river out of my being flowed out of me. It was, it was a heavenly moment that stamped my life. But then as I began living the Christian life, I noticed that I needed to be filled again and again and again and again. So the infilling of the Holy Spirit is that continuous uh, empowerment. But there was only one baptism. It's like this. It's like you plugging something in the electric socket only once, but turning the button on every day to make it work. 
that's probably the simplest way I can explain it. So I can plug something in the wall, but I only do it once, whether it's a, a toaster or a hairdryer or a whatever, or a CD machine, whatever. Only plug it in once. That's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit really is like. It's like plugging yourself in the power the first time. And oh, the power of God begins to flow. But then, you know, because of life, we, we, we kind of leak. We lose that power. And then we notice we need another, you know, another empowerment. And all we have to do this time is just turn the switch on. We don't have to plug the, the actual life, our life, back in the part of God. The, the part of God is already connected to us. We just need the switch to come back on. How do we do that? How do we turn the switch on daily? Now, let's understand the Holy Spirit is a person. So, the Bible says in Ephesians 4, verse 30, grieve not the Holy Spirit. Well, you can't grieve a power. You cannot grieve an influence. So the Holy Spirit is not a power. He's, he's more than a power. He is, he's a person. He's not an influence. He's way more than that. He's a person. And, and when you see him as a person, then you're able to surrender to him. You know, if we see the Holy Spirit as a power, we, all, we always want to use him. When we see him as a person, we want him to use us. When I realized that the Holy Spirit was a person, the first time in my life was when I went to see Catherine Kuhlman. Because no one really had told me clearly that I can fellowship with him. I can talk to him. The greatest revelation I think I ever had about the Holy Spirit years ago when I realized I can actually fellowship with him. Uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost, Paul writes, be with you all. When I realized I can fellowship with him, it changed my life. What I began to ask him uh, for his help, I remember one time saying to, to the Holy Spirit, I said, can you tell me who you are? Because that was such a new thing for me in my life. And he led me to, to, to the scriptures where I saw him as a person when he came upon the Lord in the waters of baptism. And then later in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and on and on, where I began to see the Holy Spirit as a person. And Jesus said he'll be your teacher, he'll be your guide, he'll be your counselor, he'll be the one who'll testify of me, he'll be the one who'll remind you of what I said, and so much more. And I began to ask him, Help me pray, because I don't know how to pray. Because when I read Romans 8, 26, he helps our infirmities. We know not how to pray. But he prays with groanings that cannot be uttered. And I said, Lord, blessed Holy Spirit, help me pray. I want to pray, but help me pray. And my prayer life changed so powerfully. Uh, hardly a time I've ever ministered what I'd say, please walk on with me on the platform and help me minister to the people. Anoint me. And it's just been so wonderful. It's been 48 years now of incredible uh, experiences in my life. But I still need 
to be empowered continually to live the Christian life. I need to turn that switch on every single day. So my life already is plugged into the part of God. That's what happened years ago when I was baptized in the Spirit. But now every so often I need to have an infilling, a new infilling. Uh, Peter chapter, uh, sorry, the book of Acts chapter 4. Verse 8, Peter was filled again as he was speaking. And then they were all filled again when they were threatened by the Pharisees. So I think it's very, very important to understand, first of all, that the Holy Spirit is really a blessed, wonderful person. He is God Almighty. In 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, he is the Lord. It says in verse 17, now the Spirit is the Lord. The Lord is that Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. And he's the one that changes us into the image of Jesus. It says, we all with open face beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, and that glass means the Bible, the Word, are changed into the same image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. How beautiful. Now, let's talk about uh, uh, this uh, beautiful infilling. Is this, does it, this experience be, uh, belong to all? Well, of course it belongs to all of us, all of us who are born again. We are saved once, but we're, we're, we're filled continually. That beautiful experience belongs to every one of us. It's a daily experience. Let's go to Ephesians 5. I want to show you something so beautiful. And this is what the, the infilling of the Holy Spirit will do. It says, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. This means stay in a, in a, in a state of fullness. Now, this is not talking about a glass. I've said that before. Maybe, maybe someone had never heard it. This word fill doesn't mean fill like a glass. It means fill like, a, like the sail on a ship with wind. Because when you fill a glass with, with this with liquid, it's going nowhere. But when you fill, unless you drink it, <laughs> but when you fill a sail with wind, it moves the whole ship. So we are to be filled with the Spirit to, to, to see change. And, and the change begins, here it says, with our speech. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So the minute God fills you afresh, you, you notice your speech changes. Things happen. Well, now things come out of your lips that are beautiful and holy and of God. And you're edifying people. You're blessing people. You're uplifting people. You're comforting people. And it says now hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody. Every time I've been filled, in a melody was born inside of me. So the infilling of the Holy Spirit not only changes your speech, it says speaking, but it also changes your heart. Now you're full of melody, you're full of praise, you're full of worship. Your heart just can't stop praising, worshiping, and loving the Lord. It says now giving thanks. Your whole attitude changes. When you're filled with the Spirit, 
you're able to give thanks for things that's not easy to give thanks for. It says giving thanks always for all things. Can you imagine giving thanks when you're attacked? Giving thanks when people criticize you? Giving thanks when people say nasty things about you? It says giving thanks on all things. That's only possible by the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And it says we give thanks unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then it says submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. You know, it's very hard to submit to people who don't like you. It says submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Literally, I mean, where you submit to people that God has that God has anointed, God is using. And sometimes those people may not even like you, to be honest with you. I've had it happen with them in my life when I was young. But I had to submit to them because they were the elders. They were leaders. But then later on, they began to know my heart and they began to like me, thank God. I remember there were times when I went to services and the individual didn't like me at all. But because of God using them, I submitted myself to them. And later, they all became friends of mine. They, because they, they, they saw my, my attitude change, the way I was changed, because I didn't kind of retaliate or walk away or say something I shouldn't have said to them. So it says, submitting your, yourselves one to another. And it says, wives, submit yourselves to your, to your own husbands. I don't think a wife can really do that without being filled with the Holy Spirit, to submit yourself to a husband, especially if they're really not that nice. Because the Bible doesn't say some submit when they're only nice to you. As unto the Lord. Wow. You can change. I may be talking to a wife here who can change your, your, your husband's life by serving that man as a Christian woman and you'll change him because the Bible tells us in Peter how, how a woman can change a husband who's not even a believer by the way she lives. I know today this is not taught about it, it's not even mentioned. People don't even want to hear it. But it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. So uh, being, being filled with the Holy Spirit has a m- tremendous power even on those around you who are not even believers. Because you know, eventually they're going to see that God is really with you and, and in you. So the Lord Jesus was empowered. Remember in, uh, in Luke 3, 21 and 22. And he himself spoke of that experience as being as, like streams of living water coming out of the believer. In John 7, 38. So we can literally live the kind of life where the streams of the, of the power of God flow through us all the time. We are in a, in a place of continually infilling, just like Ephesians 5.18 says, stay in a state of fullness. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his innermost being, out of his belly, shall flow rivers of living water. Isn't that beautiful? Out of his heart will flow rivers. Streams of living water flowing everywhere you go from within you, touching people's lives. So uh, that amazing experience will give you boldness also. 
uh, not only all I showed you in Ephesians 5, but the infilling of the Spirit gives you daily boldness to be a witness of the Lord. So let's look at Acts 1. Well, you all remember Acts 1.8, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. But, but here's something else uh, that you, you will become bold in the Lord. It says they were filled with the Holy Spirit and with boldness. Love it. Isn't that precious? What, what the Lord has done in your life and my life to me is really quite, quite, quite amazing. Because God also not only fills us with the Holy Spirit, he fills us with amazing boldness to be witnesses of the resurrection. Now, um, John 6.13, John 6.13, Jesus says something really, really beautiful. Let's actually go to John, and I'm almost done, but I really want to share all this with you and then pray, pray with you. I'm going to read with you verse 13, John 16. How be it, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that will he speak. He'll show you things, things, things that will come. So, the Bible will come so alive in you. It says, he will show you the truth. When the spirit of truth has come, he'll guide you into all truth. He'll make the Bible come alive. And, and that in filling also, not only gives us boldness, not only uh, allows us to live a life where it's flowing, that life of God's word is flowing out of us, but look what Acts 10 says. Acts chapter 10 and verse 46 says something beautiful about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So it says, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. They spoke in tongues and magnified God. That's remember when he came to the house of Cornelius. So here we, we see praise erupting out of people's lives. They heard them speak in tongues and magnified God. I love it. Hallelujah. The infilling of the Holy Spirit not only makes our prayer life effective too, by the way, as it says in, in, in Romans 8.26, but we're able to make the right decisions. When the Holy Spirit fills our, our hearts, you know, there's so much to share with you. I'm giving you just a lot of information here. But one of them is making right decisions. The infilling makes, uh, help us write uh, right decisions. We make right decisions. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We make right decisions when, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. How beautiful. And it says we, 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 we begin to walk in joy. You know, people today need joy. Well, that only comes but that infilling of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Acts 13 and verse 52, it says they were filled with joy, and the, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. And I think also when we, when we get uh, so, so filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, it, really ex- it, it will equip us 
to really serve the Lord. We, we need today a, a blessed new infilling of the Holy Spirit, all of us, including me. Every time I, I, I minister to the Lord in prayer, uh, uh, I get filled again. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. So we're, we're able to serve. Now, before I close, how do we receive daily? That's why I'm talking today. Okay. John 7 gives us the answer on how we receive every single day. Jesus said three things about this. So the Lord Jesus said to us, it says in John 7, 37, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, as the Spirit has said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. So, number one, thirst. What is, what is thirst? Uh, it's, it's a deep longing. Are you, are you longing deeply today for the power of God to flow through you? Then you qualify. If any man thirst, that deep longing, then the Lord said, let him come unto me. Coming to Jesus means we come and we ask him in faith. In Luke eleven thirteen, the Lord asks us to ask. He says, ask. We have to ask him. We have to, to pray that he will give us the Holy Spirit so not only are we to thirst, but Luke 11 says, and verse 13, real quickly, if ye then being evil know how to, give, how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them who ask him? So we have to come to the Lord. He said, let him come to me. And then we ask. And then he says, drink in that verse there in John 7. Now, drinking is really an act of faith. Because when you come to the Lord, uh, there's got to be that act of faith. Every time I've been filled, I had to step out in faith, whether on a platform or whether when I was praying with someone that just happened suddenly that it, 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 it was needed. I remember not long ago, I prayed for a lady and I wasn't even planning to pray for her. The minute I just stepped down in faith, I felt the anointing of God flow right through me. And I was so filled, it was incredible. So that infilling of the Holy Spirit is like turning that switch on. And you just move out and, and you, you really long for it. And it doesn't take, take long. You thirst. I need it. You say, Lord, fill me. It's there. And then you step out in faith and it flows. I'm going to ask God today to really uh, cause that to happen in your life. You know, th there, are, there are some people that uh, need the laying on of hands before they can really begin flowing in the power of God. That's why it says in, in Acts 8 how they came and laid hands on the people in Samaria who had heard the gospel and, and, and were saved 
under the ministry of Philip. So I'm going to believe God right now with you. Just come and put your hands across my hands. Maybe you can do it right there, right now on that screen you're watching me on. Or if you watch me on your phone, just touch where you see my hands on your phone. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, fill them now again. Oh, I'm feeling it now. Empower them again. Yes, Lord, let your mighty power flow. Fill everyone, Lord, who's thirsty. Fill everyone right now who's come to you asking and believing in faith. Lord, touch them as they've stepped out in faith, as they've placed their hand and touched the screen there as an act of faith. Fill them now, Lord. Empower them to overflowing. Use them mightily. Let this be a great week for them. Answer prayer, meet every need in your holy name. Saint of God, be filled now. Be filled afresh and again with the Holy Spirit's power. In Jesus' glorious name. Amen. I'm really sensing the Lord. I'm sensing his power. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I give you praise. Listen, before I let you go, isn't it been wonderful today? Didn't you enjoy it? I loved it. It's time to give. It's time to sow seed on the Lord's work. You know, I feel tomorrow something very, very special is going to happen uh, in our time together. So please join me tomorrow, will you? But it's time right, right now to give to the Lord's work so God can bless you, prosper you, Take care of your financial needs. Increase you on every side. That too is an act of faith. When we sow seed in the Lord's work, then God will give us the harvest we need right on time. Right on time. I'm talking to individuals right now that really need a, a miracle in your finances. You've been asking God to bless your finances talking to people that need a good job or a better job. I'm talking to people that need something in your life, something new you need in your home. Uh, some maybe need a new car or a, a furniture. You know, God cares about that. He really does care about these things in, in our lives. Because it says casting all your cares on him, he cares for us. But we have to, to activate our, our, our faith. We have to release our faith. And we release our faith for finances when we sow financially. Just like when you stretch your hands right now, you release your faith to be empowered. Well, we have to act. We have to give. I know you know that, but it's, it's good to be reminded. Because faith comes by hearing. You've know, you got to hear it to really believe it and, and also do it. Whenever I have a need financially, I always sow a seed because I know that's the only way I can receive. The only way God will bless me is when I sow. So it's time now to give to the Lord's work and God will bless you 
if, if, if there's someone who's listening or who's watching that, that needs like an instant miracle financially, let's just pray, Lord, you're able to give them that miracle quickly. Quickly, Lord. Even if they need it today or tomorrow, there's nothing impossible with you, Lord. As they sow that seed now, Lord, let the miracle really happen financially. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Okay, you can sow your seed now, whatever amount, as God speaks to you, on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benin.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. Thank you for being with me, and don't miss tomorrow. A beautiful time. I just sense it right now. God's going to do something really lovely tomorrow. Much love. Bye-bye.